This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the k podcasters this is a show we talk about movies no one's ever seen or heard of ever ever never ever i'm not convinced the actors even know that they're in this thing (laughs) this kept showing up on multiple lists of movies you probably didn't know existed or superhero movies you didn't know existed we're talking about 2009's defendor defender it's defendor jeez You've never seen this thing. I'll no. assume no one has. Nobody ever no has. No one who has ears and is listening to this has seen this movie. Woody no Harrelson hasn't way. seen this movie. Is that for real? Because I would absolutely believe you if that was for real. No, I think he's probably he's probably seen that. I don't know, man. But who knows? I don't know. Going off the box office numbers for this thing, he probably hasn't. Is he Canadian? No, he's Texan, dude. Texan. <laughs> that is the opposite of Canada. That is the nation's pants. Not the nation's hat. The seed of the nation. This, yeah, it's uh, it's down there, <laughs> down yonder. What did you think of this thing? I still don't know. Yeah. What did I, you think? I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Complete same boat. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's nothing what I expected. That no. seems to be like par for the course for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was. I have no idea going into this. I didn't know what to expect. But after seeing it, I felt like I knew less what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Um. I have a theory that without Woody Harrelson, this movie would be nothing at all. Uh, is that possible to be more nothing than it already is? It's I mean, nothing. Yeah. But. I mean, you got Kat Dennings. Yep. You got Michael Kelly. And you got a bunch of other fucks. I don't know. You got Elias Codius. Oh, great. It's Casey Jones. He's back. Yeah. But. Uh, without the hair. He looks real bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, old as shit. I think <laughs> is the word for it. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Sandra Oh. She is definitely in minutes of this movie. Several she minutes. She doesn't do much at all. What's this thing about? Uh, okay. <laughs> Reality intersects with delusion in the mind of Arthur Poppington. That's Woody's character. What How a, great of a name what is a that? a great name, Arthur Poppington. A regular construction worker by day. I don't know about regular. <laughs> He's the sign holdy guy. Uh, who adopts a superhero persona known as Defendor. And combs the streets of Hamilton at night in search of his archenemy, Captain Industry. Whoa. Yeah. He befriends a tough and streetwise prostitute, Kat Dabrovkowitz, after saving her from a corrupt undercover police officer. And they scheme to bring down a local mob boss slash drug and weapons dealer who Defendor mistakenly blames for the death of his mother. Or does he? Outfitted in a homemade costume and armed with unconventional weapons of mass confusion, Defendor has no special powers other than courage and blissful ignorance, but he's dedicated to protecting the streets and putting his life on the line, proving that everyone is capable of making a difference. But before he can do this, he must convince a court-appointed psychiatrist that he's sane enough to be on the streets. Yeah. That's like the whole crutch of the movie there, isn't it? That's it. The court-appointed psychiatrist, because this is this might as well be the Forrest Gump of superheroes. Oh, big time. He, uh, That's is definitely astute. mentally slow. Yep. Doesn't hide it. As uh, Michael Kelly's character would say, not all there upstairs. Yes, that's what he said in court. That is on the record <laughs> in Canadian court. Yep. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It's a strange movie. It's so weird and nothing what I expected at all. Yeah. Um. Where do you even begin with this thing? I'd like to start with the unconventional weapons of mass confusion. The marbles? Marbles. He throws marbles at his enemies. Jars of wasps? That's the coolest thing in the world. He has just a jar. Brilliant. They ask, what does it do? He goes, nothing. It's a jar. 
but it is holding a bunch of angry wasps. And then he throws it at him. <laughs> Brilliant. I like how he has in his apartment or whatever this thing is, his warehouse that he lives in. Yeah. He has like a, a whole hive of wasps that he harvests and stuff like that. How do you even set that up? I don't know. It's pretty elaborate. And he kind of want one. He like gets his marbles together. He's got a ton of marbles. Very, very marble heavy movie. Where does one buy that many? Can you just buy marbles in bulk from Amazon.com? Not Amazon, but you ever seen Animal House? I have. You're right. I'm curious what the largest pack of, of marbles available on Amazon is. Give me one second. Here's a half pound. Whatever that means. Oh, I, I didn't even <laughs> expect it to be done in weight. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. There's just assortments of- You just buy marbles by of the Weapons pound. of mass confusion. Right. On Amazon. Amazon, you're on blast. Amazon, do you have jars? <laughs> little jars that would work well with hornets or wasps? Oh, boy. What a movie. It's something. What, okay. You know what? Let's get to the obvious one. Woody Harrelson, what'd you think? Woody Harrelson, I think, is brilliant. And I think he's the only one of the only actors charming enough to be able to carry this movie without me getting bored instantly. Yeah. Uh, this movie is very mismarketed all around because <laughs> yeah. it even starts as a comedy. Yeah. Where you have him dropping his like catchphrases. Oh, my God. Like when he saves Cat at the beginning of the movie, he's like, make like a rocket and take off. That's great. Except I only heard make like a rock. Yep. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, they're Canadian. <laughs> they leave out the rest? I don't know how Canadians work. If you break the law, you're a punk. If you break the law with a badge, you're a <laughs> punk with a badge. <laughs> I like how he also says, look out, termites. It's squishing time. Of course. Of course. But then you have like little superhero tropes thrown in also. How he dives in a garbage can in a dumpster. Yeah. And it's empty and he goes, gotta remember garbage day. Gotta remember garbage day. <laughs> it's so like interesting, but he's all here. Yeah. He's all there upstairs, and then you like get that turn, how he's getting interviewed at the same time by Sandra Oh as right. a psychiatrist. Dr. Ellen and Parker. all we know is that he assaulted someone. We don't know that he might not be all there up there. Right. Right. We're just wondering, what's the story with this guy? Why did he assault a person? Right. It starts out like a comedy. Right. Absolutely. But this is, I remember, this is a sad movie. I remember thinking, oh, this is a comedy. And then by the end, it was like, was that a comedy? Why do I feel sad all of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah. Sad and confused. Do we give the spoiler? Go ahead. He dies. He dies at the end. He dies at the end. I mean, he kind of gets Captain Industry, though. He gets a guy he gets, who he believes is Captain Industry. He gets, Some would call that murder. Radovan Christic. Right. He wasn't murdered, though. We assume. Well, we don't know, because- Well, they say he got, he got sent he got back got? to his country. Oh, that's right. By the police. That's right. I don't know. There's, uh, Woody it's, makes a lot of weird choices in this, because, yeah, it starts out very comedic, and then eventually- when it takes the turn of like, something's off about this guy. Yeah. Like and you like, start to- Should I be laughing that's at That's the issue with the whole movie is yeah. the tone is just, it, it's all over the place. I, I have no idea how to feel about this movie still. Right. A day later, no idea. Not a, not a clue. Kat Dennings, she kind of sucks in this movie. Yeah. She's a prostitute. She doesn't stop reminding us of that because after any time anyone tries to connect, she goes, all right, I'll suck your cock now, right? Right, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's hard yeah. to connect with a character. On any level, yeah. When they yeah. when they talk like that, I understand that in pre production she actually studied. Yeah, she hung and out with stuff. like actual prostitutes and and interviewed them and stuff. And Did she just not throw anything from that into this movie? Because it's so one dimensional. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't know. It's bad. And I like her as an actress. I think she is so interesting, and she makes some very cool choices. Sure. In everything she's in. This is also pretty early in her career. Uh is it? It's she's, before she Thor. It is, but it's after 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, but 
So she's done. That's one kind of thing. like her jumping off point. I felt that's years after Forty Year Old Virgin at this point too. So she'd been around. I suppose. I really don't know. Yeah, no clue. Something we haven't said yet. This movie is written and directed by Peter Stebbings. Sure. He apparently wrote this thing four years before it even shot. Now, I saw that he was an actor, and then I looked up his credits, and I don't recognize him from anything. Well, I mean, he's an, air quote, actor. Okay, so he's an actor. In the tor- same way that this turned is a defender. Director. Yeah, sure. Director. <laughs> uh, this was kind of his baby. Yeah. He got the idea, he wrote it down, and then he couldn't sell it for four years. Well, I wonder why. I don't know, but he said that no studio wanted to pick this thing up to do it, but everyone's agent wanted it. Huh. I don't know about that. Huh. Stebbings, I don't know if I believe that. I don't either. And when I heard that line, it made me think of, who I don't even know his name, the guy who directed Boondock Saints. You ever seen that documentary on him? No. Overnight? No. That was like the only thing he had ever done. Really? But he wrote it. It was a Hollywood like phenomenon. Sure. The script and all that stuff. Everyone was battling over it. They shot it. People got their opinions about that movie. That's fine. Yeah. But the guy was such a dickhead about it. The whole time, he thought he was like new hot shit and all that stuff, and he was like a bartender, and then he went back to being a bartender after that movie because <laughs> no one wanted to work with the guy anymore. But Stebbings is coming off that way a little bit, well, saying like, this script is the end-all, be-all of scripts. Just let's do it. I don't know. Defendor. I, yeah. I read an interview with Kat Dennings who said he was amazing to work with, so I don't know. Probably because he said, this here is a camera. These here are lines. You're clearly... A hell of a lot more experience than I am. Go. Go for it. Yeah. Go. <laughs> do the thing in front of the thing <laughs> with the stuff that you do. You know. All right. Cut. I mean, action. This isn't your first rodeo. <laughs> He's not a good director. I mean. I want that out there. He's done stuff fair. since because he actually did a Black Mirror episode also. I didn't look which one because I don't okay. give a damn. But he's done a few things since sure. then. Uh, I don't think the movie looked bad, though. That's not on the director. That's true. That's on the cinematographer. I that's mean, this true. has a $4 million budget for- Damn near nothing happening. Yeah. I don't know what they're paying for. I'm assuming Woody got a mill. I doubt it. Yeah. He was Oscar nominated this year for The Messenger. <laughs> He's got some pull behind him. He lost. Yeah. Because yeah, this Christoph Waltz was years in Glorious Bastards that year. 10 years ago. It was, but he also did Zombieland this year in 2003. That's true. That's true. He was hot shit. Yeah. It was a Woody Renaissance or Woody Assance career uh, thing. Harrelson. 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 A Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Best thing since Kingpin. <laughs> I love Kingpin. Not the not the Daredevil villain. Not the, I don't care about that. I love Kingpin. Superhero uh, lost a hand. Funny you should bring that up. Got Munson because this movie. It's hard to tell if Arthur Defendor is really a superhero or not. And I've had actually people ask me a que- this question on multiple occasions. What makes a superhero a superhero? That's uh, a wonderful question. And the fact is, we discussed Kick-Ass already, and I feel like that's in the same realm as this. Very much so. It's a you know a real it's a real person take. Sure. Air so, what do you think would on. qualify as superhero? Do we really want to go down this rabbit hole? There's not much in this movie. We probably should go down some rabbit I hole. Think, <laughs> I think this might be the rabbit hole we need to go down. So, what do you think qualifies then? Just bravery, courage, costume. Bravery, courage, costume. Dead parents. Know. Dead parents big, is a big part a big of one. it. Um. But it's still, it's hard to say because, I mean, there are superheroes that, because secret identity isn't necessarily part of it. No, you're right. Superpowers aren't necessarily a part of it. I think it's just a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an inherent need to do good for others. And then maybe throw in an alter ego. I feel like that's probably an important part. 
That's fair. So you're saying that there could be like real life superheroes out there. I mean, I guess. Well, there are. Oh. I have a list here. I found a newer list, but it's a hell of a lot less organized. I don't like it. Sure. This one here is from listverse.com, because of course it is. Well, yeah. Uh, That's where the lists are. There's there's real folks out there who dress up and, and fight the baddies. Oh, boy. IRL. And they're all sorts of around the world doing everything. I know the famous one that a lot of people know about is number three on this list, Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones. Okay. That looks very familiar. Yeah. Real name is Benjamin Fodor. He's in Seattle. He's been doing it. Uh, it's not a very good for a while. He's a gotten shot. He's gotten stabbed. He's secret identity. Everything. He could fight. Okay. A lot of these folks don't have secret identities. That makes sense. I guess <laughs> and they're not very secret. Uh, let me give you a backstory on some of them, though. Uh, number ten on this list: Night Warrior. Okay. I'm showing Brian the pictures. So Brian, why don't you describe what you see there? <laughs> that is a man in a very loose-fitting uh, blue and black outfit. Is he just wearing a hockey glove? What is that? Uh, it looks like a pair of hockey gloves. Yes. Uh, his real name, sorry, sorry, Roger, but his real name is Roger Hayhurst. Okay. He is from Manchester, UK. He's a gardener by day, mass crime fighter by night. That's amazing. 19-year-old. This is 2013, so he's older than that now. Doesn't have any combat training. Realistically, he just goes around to bars and keeps people in order. Okay. Someone has to. Yeah, he right? just stands there and says, hey, you, buddy. Right. Knock it off. In San Diego, California. Oh. Bodyguard by day. Oh. Mr. Extreme by night. Oh, that is extreme. We're, I like we're going to post all this. The yellow camouflage pants really bring the whole thing together. Yeah. And the helmet helps. Sure. They said that he actually had a purpose, too, because in 2012, uh, there was a police cutbacks and stuff like that. Okay. So the crime actually in San Diego did go up. Oh. And he decided to take matters in his own hands. Wow. Good for him. He's been doing it for, at this point, seven years. Again, a while ago. Only armed with a taser, handcuffs, and three cans of pepper spray. Also, the conviction that right is always the right thing to do. I feel like they shouldn't be putting out on Front Street that he's only got three cans of pepper spray. Shouldn't, but his secret identity is secret. Oh, good so for that. him. That's See, that's impressive to me, that he's actually kept his identity secret. It's tough, right? Another person who's kept it secret is Wheel Clamp Man. Oh. oh. He is in Perth, Australia. I've heard of this guy. He looks like the Riddler. He does like look con- like. He looks like Construction Riddler. Oh, he's Construction Riddler with a Luigi mustache. Exactly. <laughs> he goes around and removes wheel clamps from cars that were impounded, right? He sure does. That's Yeah, see, I've heard of him. Weird that I have, but I have. You also have the Dark Guardian. It's Chris Pollock. It's man named Chris Pollock. He's in Manhattan. He's fighting okay. drugs. Okay. on drugs on the streets. Dark Guardian's a weird name for a guy that wears a red and blue shirt and no sleeves. Yep. Who is white as the day is long. Very bright. <laughs> very white. Not a Dark Guardian. No. Uh, some other ones you have. Captain Australia. He's just an elderly man who has an at sign on his on his chest. <laughs> I bet you can follow him on Twitter. You sure can. <laughs> uh, there's someone here named The Secret. He's also from the UK. Okay. He's just a ninja man, it looks like. Shh, the Secret. Don't, don't. He the Shadow. There's, I'm sorry. He's The Shadow. Oh, the Shadow. Yep. He doesn't wear a mask. Nope. This one does. This is Thanatos. Fit. Okay. He looks like he's got some sort of ill-fitting mask on. Yeah, like it's a like green a, skull. a green skull. But he also looks like he's dressed as the Undertaker at the, the same seven time. Size is too large. Also, he's a park ranger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's in Vancouver, though. Identity is a secret. Oh, so that's good for him. Uh, in Greek mythology, Thanatos was the demon personification of death. Oh, so he's probably killed people then. So, who knows? He does hand out food and clothing to people on the street. 
Oh, that's nice. So that's I his... feel like you don't adopt that name. Hi, I'm the Greek god of death. Have you some clothes. A, you want a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from Wawa? I'm ordering. If they had Wawa's in Canada. I don't know what they have in Canada. <laughs> this is an interesting one because there's no picture here. It's called The Flashing Blade. Identity is a secret. Wow. he's so, It's so secret they don't even have a picture. Right. He is from South Shields, UK. He's only been spotted once. Okay. So this is just a guy who went out one time. That's it. But The Flashing Blade, he's been involved in one incident so far, and it was bizarre. A gang armed with chains and knives attacked two detectives in 2007. The detectives were unarmed, but out of nowhere, a man leaped into the fight, swinging a katana and shouting, leave him alone. He's a police officer. The sword caught one of the gang members on the arm and the rest of them ran away. Wow. Leave him alone. He's a police officer. (laughs) Gotta imagine that's how it went, right? Yeah. That's the stuff of urban legends right there. Yeah. Number one on this list is the Chinese redbud woman. She just helps the homeless. So good, good, good on her. Good for her. Secret identity and all that stuff. So wow. I guess there's real life superheroes out there. Sounds like it. I guess. You should look up some of these. Some of them are wild. That's bonkers. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The fact that the people like saw this stuff happening and they were like, you know what? I could do that. I'm going to do something about it. All these movies coming out with these superheroes. I could do that. Basically living the plot of Kick-Ass. Pretty much. And Defendor. I was going to say. Defendor goes so deep into the character that he has like this face paint that takes forever to put on. It's yeah. just the eye spot. He doesn't even wear a mask. Nope. He just wears the paint over his eye. I feel like he could just put on a mask and it would work the same way. Well, he could take off the mask to sleep also because he sleeps in this makeup because <laughs> yeah. I guess it takes so damn long to put on. What do you think of his costume? It's very rudimentary. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a black turtleneck with a duct tape D on it. Defendor. He has the black makeup mask and the, the helmet with the flashlights on one side and the camera on the other. That's wired to the VHS backpack that he has to record all of his outings. How neat is that? It's pretty. That's a great idea. Pretty clever. He if uses anything, that to give to the cops. And I like how when he finds uh, Radovan, the big, the big bad in this thing. Yeah. How he's like finds him ordering pizza, but he saw him. Right. So that's he's like, I saw him. This, this one is they him order. ordering pizza. This is him ordering Chinese. This is him. Or- and here, this is him saying that there's going to be like three dozen women delivered by an airport, sex trafficking style. Right. Watch the tape. He's like working with the chief. Right. This chief is cool. I love that every time he walks in, he's like, commissioner. What do you think of the chief? It's Captain Roger Fairbanks. Played by Clark Johnson. Sure. Who's a guy. Uh, I love the chief. An actor. He's, you can tell that he, he knows this guy isn't all there. So he's giving him a lot of leeway. He is. He's kind of humoring him at the Maybe same time. Maybe too much leeway. Way too much. <laughs> but at the same time, he's also saying like, that's legit. That's yeah. legit lead. Right. We should follow right. up on this, but it's we like, should he's get- He's giving the, us yeah. real leads, so kind of want to let him do his thing, but at the same time, this guy's definitely going to get himself killed. Oh, without a doubt. So he's doing all the right things, but he also has the bad cop, Dooney. Right. That's Casey Jones. Casey Jones as Dooney. Cannot state how bad he looks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you took Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie- Who, Sean from Nerdy Thursday said, could beat up Brock Lesnar. True. He That's could. a direct quote. He could. This one and still then, could this one still beat up Brock Lesnar? No, because for some reason he's been merged with Louis C.K. <laughs> well put. So there's, yeah. there's that. And Louis C.K. cannot beat up Brock Lesnar. No. Any day of the week. Nope. Zero days. The reason that Arthur says he is a superhero, or the reason he wants to be a superhero, is because superheroes aren't stupid and they aren't afraid. And when he's Defendor, he's not Arthur anymore. He's a million times better than Arthur. Right. So when he puts on the mask, he's an entirely different person. Right. I like how they dive into that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Seems like the inappropriate movie to dive into it on. 
Yeah, probably. It but... seems like this type of idea belongs in a better movie. <laughs> but, this whole thing is just here we a are. huge character study. That's all it is. Big time. And it pissed off a lot of people. The, what is it, 164 people on Amazon.com? We'll get there. 164. That's it. Not a lot of reviews <laughs> on this thing. That makes sense. But in terms of character study, there's not a lot of action. And there's not a lot of action because this isn't a superhero. Right. There's nothing super this about just this just a guy. A guy who wants to go out and do good, but doesn't exactly have the faculties to do so. He does have the faculties to do so. He is so sneaky. That's true. He sneaks into everywhere, and he knows all the leads, but he's only really following, like, one group of people. I'm surprised that no one's ever heard of Defendor in this city before, right, before the events of this movie take yeah. place. Before the article comes out, Hero or Menace. Right, right and then, but then he starts only attacking the same guy over and over again. It's the bad detective yeah. Dooney guy. Yeah, he's just after Casey Dooney Jones. for whatever reason. And it's just, it, he keeps going back to it, and he just keeps going, oh, this fucking guy again. All yeah. right. And then he gets beat up, and then Woody Harrelson spits blood. And then he goes home and gets nursed by a prostitute. And then he goes, I got to get back out there. And he goes back out there and gets, gets beat, beat up, up again. spits out blood even yeah. more, because that's his move in this movie. Gets shot by an undercover cop. Right. With, with training bullets. Yeah. I like how there's an undercover cop, because there's a whole sting with this gang right. and all this stuff. And the undercover cop keeps hitting him. He says, stay down. Yeah. And- like, when I'm watching that, I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. Stay down for. This doesn't yeah. make sense. And then yeah. I got it. But Right. And then after he shoots him, I'm like, okay, now I really don't know what's happening. And then yeah. it's like, oh, he survived. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. But then <laughs> now you have Arthur here who thinks that bullets don't hurt bullets him. Bullets don't hurt him because he actually thinks he's super. Yeah. Which so is that's a pretty problem. dangerous. Yeah. Until he gets shot for real. Multiple times. Yeah. He's got that trench club. The trench club. The trench club that- in the very opening scene of the movie, they're like, we're going to give you all your stuff back except the trench club. And then he MacGyvers his way into the evidence room, steals back the trench club, and then he's like, there are eight different ways to leave this garbage hole. I'm taking the front door. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it is delusional. I feel like as it soon is. as he gets the trench yeah. club back, though, the police should be like, all right, this guy is something else. In what way? Well, they had it. For their own evidence locker or whatever they were going to do with it. Yeah. They were keeping it away from him. Yeah. He immediately broke in, got it back, and then he was back in the police office like two days later with it. Yeah, but I feel like they realize he's not really that much of a threat. That's fair. Because at some point also, he's Casey Jones, he provokes him again. And when he runs to like bring him to an alley so he can fight them in there, he runs up to his giant truck. Yeah. The Defend Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a giant tow truck. That's Huge. his vehicle. Yeah. And he starts slapping. I was like, lights, lights, lights. Because he wants to light the scene for himself so that when he films it. Right. That's interesting. I don't know. Very strange how a lot of this is done. It's interesting for sure. And the more we talk about it, the more I kind of like it. Uh, I'm going the opposite direction. Yeah? Yeah, because this is one of those movies. Well, the that whole I thing think... feels like nonsense, but. Yeah, but it's one of those movies where I think the idea is so good behind it, but yeah. the execution is so poor that it makes me angry. That's fair. I want this to be a better movie yeah. because of how cool the premise actually is. Sure. I think Woody Harrelson's fine in it. A lot of people say he's like the shining light in this. I'm like, no, I think he leaned in way too hard. I don't at know. points that he shouldn't have leaned in as hard. I think he's the only thing about this movie that saves it. Uh, if there's anything... You cannot take saved. your eyes off of Woody Harrelson in this movie. Right. In any scene he's in. But I think that he goes too far sometimes. Where you see like the lost look in his eyes and like the naive feeling that he has and all that stuff. Yeah. It just I think it's too much. I think it's dare I say, 
heavy handed. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But I also think it's heavy handed how you have someone like Kat Dennings, who's a prostitute who's constantly smoking crack and stuff. And how they start comparing <laughs> being a superhero to doing drugs, how you just have to do it and all this. So I was like, right. man, mm. come on. Yeah. This movie, you're actually better than that. That's true. That's true. To draw the parallel between, between oh, this is this is what makes me a million times better. Come on. Come, Come on. on. And the whole reason why he's in the jail talking to Sandra Oh, yeah. who is barely in this movie. Barely. Like, that's a waste of Sandra Oh, if you ask me. And I, she's great in this movie. She's very good. She's like so calm and like loving and caring as she's interviewing him. Yeah. And she's like sincere. But she also realizes that Arthur's a sincere character as well. Like, I mean, she says so. He's not lying about right. any of this stuff. But the whole reason why he's even in there is because he went after Kat's dad, who is just an elderly man. Who runs a what is it a, a laundromat or, or a tailor shop, tailor or, something shop like or something like that? Yeah, and we don't even do we even know what he did to her. Yeah, when when Defendor when Arthur yeah. is uh, in the coma or passed out in the in the hospital bed, sure, Cat tells him that oh he's got a thing for young girls, including his own daughter. Ah, so he wakes up having heard all of this and immediately goes to the mall to beat up her dad. There you go. He was a garbage person, so I put him. He wanted to be in the garbage can. What'd you think of uh, when he broke out of the hospital and he left a mop? Made me real happy. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> little toxic moment there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. Got the mop. The bad guy comes in to get him and it's a mop. Yeah. Terrific. Brilliant. What'd you think of the idea of using the press to sway public opinion? There is no one in this movie. That's the, like, we've talked about literally every actor in this movie already. Yeah. There's a character named Dominique Ball yeah. who has three lines. And her whole thing is that she's a press person. Yeah, she's digging for in a the courtroom. Yeah. Digging for a character. And she tells Michael Kelly, who's like the brother slash friend, who's only known him for five years. Right. Which is weird to He saved to his kid. Yeah. Well, that's true. But she tells him like, oh, why don't we get the press on our side? Let's sway public opinion here and see if that helps him in the case. Sure. Which does. It does. But the way she goes about it is weird because she posts an article that's called Hero or Menace. Well, a la Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But, like, just paint him as a hero. Why do you got to put the menace idea out there, even? It's not necessary. Right. But then you also have, like, the folks on the street who are doing murals of him. Yeah. Of Defendor, now that he's out there. Sure. Even though... Because people read the newspaper. But we don't even know what Defendor looks like. None of these folks do, because there's never been a public picture Well, the one guy, guy who spray-painted the mural- Was it one of the kids who was saw Was one him? of the kids who was- He was being assaulted. He was the one who was spray-painting outside the, the oh, building- Oh, that's right. In the beginning that's of right, the movie. he was tagging it. When Dooney yeah. first beat him up. It's a weird movie. It's very weird. I still, and the things that are connected yeah. are connected in weird ways that it's easy to miss. That's fair. It's yeah. only an hour 41. I think it's too long. <laughs> that's nuts to say. That is nuts. It's one of those things of like, I have a great idea. Here's my script. Oh, that's not long enough to be considered serious? Shit. Let me add a scene where he squirts lime juice in the guy's eyes. I like how Casey Jones at that point, he was going, oh, no, not the lime juice. And then he does it again. He's like, ah, no, really, it sucks. <laughs> Such a strange movie. So weird. And he's using the, uh, what are those? The, the, the Nutcracker. The, the Nutcracker on yeah. his fingers. Yeah. It is rough. But I mean, at the end of this movie, the whole point of it is that the judge says, I'm going to let you off the hook for the most part. Right. You live with Michael Kelly now, that actor. Yeah. He's your response. Like, he's offered you a place to stay. There. You're staying with him. Also, you're not Defendor anymore. Right. Never again. Never again. And then he just lives on a swing. Well, <laughs> in the yard. Well, he that. he got the message from Dooney because Cat was 
so desperate for drugs that she went back to Dooney. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to use you as a hostage to get to Defendor. Right, she's a dum-dum. He sends Defendor a note that says, say anything, and she dies. Yep. So he literally stops talking. He just sits on a swing. And doesn't say a word. For days. <laughs> for days. Until something happens and he realizes he's supposed to be a hero. Well, what happens is he gets pissed off because Michael Kelly's son is has like the the, oh, the cape. blanket cape yeah. on. He's, fine. he's like, oh, Defendor, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I'm Defendor. <laughs> he gets upset at a kid at a for, child, for yeah. portraying him. For playing. And that's what gets him back into gear. Yeah. Keeps her for flying. I don't. I don't fly. I don't fly. <laughs> but then you also have Michael Kelly give him a speech saying like, you don't need to have a costume to be spectacular. Right, it's right. Like, Which is like, motherfucker, you're sending this guy to the front line then. You're telling him, just go. Don't dress up and just go and die. So yeah. I don't have to watch you anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. You're a burden on my family. Thanks for saving my kid. See ya. I don't even know that he thinks he's a burden on his family. I think he's just trying to convince him that he doesn't need to be Defendor, but doing it in the worst way the possible. The worst possible way. <laughs> yeah, because like, I think he actually cares about this guy. Yeah. I mean, he employs him. But it's still like... Yeah, I like how when he goes to get the bad guys at this dock thing at the end of the movie, and he starts just laying oh, yeah. uh, flares along the road, leading the cops to it. Yeah. And then he confronts the bad guys and just marbles them. Marbles Marbles them. all of them. Marbles and hornets them and yep. just... Doing all, everything he does. And then he just gets from his bag of tricks. Because then, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Obviously. Cat's going to say, I love you. And he's like, I love you. Also, don't do drugs. Also, right. it's like, come on. Radovan also lets slip that he might actually know Defendor's mom. So he might have been Captain Industry the whole... Okay, Captain Industry, by the way, was a metaphor that his grandfather, when he was like teaching him to read, yeah. told him that's all... His mother died from drugs, and his, his grandfather was like, oh, you know, the captains of industry. And this poor kid, his Captain whole life thinks industry. Captain Industry is his villain that killed yeah. his mother. Yeah, It's a mess. It's... Yeah. He kind of hints that he knows his mom, but it's... I don't think he does. Right. Because he's like... Oh, you killed my mom. What was your mom's name? I don't remember what her name was. I don't give a damn. I don't remember either. But then he's like, what was her last name? Like, yeah. In all, like, just curious. And he goes, Trench Club. And then he beats him with a Trench Club. And right. then he gets shot, shot to death. As you do. Yeah. What'd you think of that final scene? The final scene, his death scene. I found it odd. It was weird. And I found it cheap. Guys, I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, we're, yeah. We're out of money. <laughs> we're out of money. So what we're, just everyone... Gather around, gather around. So what we're going to do is Woody's going to die here, and Kat's going to go over him, and in the background, we're just going to hear gunfire. Gun There's going to be a major yeah. firefight. We're not going to see any of it. <laughs> we're just going to make sure we're really we short-focused. We are out of money. Short-focused, yeah. lots of police lights, gunshot sounds, and then we're just But gonna... they're like really out in the distance. <laughs> really, really out in the distance. They spent too much money on the end credits. They're insane. They're nuts. They're completely insane. They look great, but they don't belong in this movie. No, but they're yeah. But then even at the end, how I mean, Kat's whole thing is that Arthur asks like, "What are you good at?" Throughout the movie, and she's like, "Well, good at oh, sucking yeah. cock." <laughs> I, <laughs> like, uh, I was good at English, so he's like, "Oh, like a writer, get a typewriter." Like Lois Lane, right? Over and over, over. Oh, that was Brian has saluted, <laughs> has heavy hand saluted. So naturally, at the end, you see her writing articles about Defendor now right. for the newspaper because. Now she can write all of a sudden. Because now that the dope and dicks are out of her head, she says all of a sudden just start <laughs> writing it's and just have a, a good paying job. And it doesn't take her any time at all to get this job that no one gives a shit about Defendor. She has to go to a four-year school in order to get this job, most likely. Right. <laughs> what year does this movie take place in? Because she's using a typewriter. The cell phone 
that Defendor is, is given old. is a flip phone. Yep. What is this? I don't. I don't know. But at the same time, when she's sitting there at her desk typing, and there's a B, and then it flies at the screen, she gives like a look, like, <gasps> oh, I'm like, what are we supposed to get out of that? Movie? I don't know. It's a weird ending. It is weird. It's like, is are you saying that's Defendor now? Is he B? Is it just? Is that is like your B? It's your it Neo even, flying at the screen. It was never the even the his calling card in the movie to like. He leaves a B. You right. don't see goddamn Kingpin dying in Daredevil and going, I'm turning into a rose now, and I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to lay down here. <laughs> I've turned into my weapon. My, that's, my calling. Everybody card. knows that's how it happens. <laughs> I guess Stebbings said before this even came out that he had plans for a sequel. Bold. Bold. That is so bold. It was, it was going to be called Defendors, and it was going to be following a team of people who were inspired by Woody Harrelson's character. And that's a very cool idea. Also, it's called Mystery Men, but that's yeah. a very cool um, idea. But yeah, it's just, come on, man. Your, your movie literally made $44,000. Yeah, it opened in a grand total of seven theaters. It opened in three. Oh. Its widest it ex- release it, was four. It expanded to four. Yeah. That's like a 25% gain, man. Good for that's them. pretty good, right? Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> Cost, well, this says 3.5 mil to make, estimate. I've seen four. Oh, okay. Opening weekend. Did a cool 13 grand. Good for it. And then it did a 44 grand throughout its theatrical run. Yeah, for some reason, Sony picked up the, the movie and then they decided not to distribute it or release it in the US. Because it doesn't have a spot. It doesn't have a place. This type of movie doesn't have a place. Right. And I'm convinced the actors wanted to do something. That is one of those, like, maybe this is lightning in a bottle type thing. Right. Who knows? Because roughly the same time, I think 2010, you got Super coming out. Yeah. Which you haven't seen. And it nope. is similar. Similar. That's in a everything very cool I way. read said it's very similar to that movie. You should go watch it instead. Uh, you absolutely should. Because <laughs> Wayne enough, Wilson is a treat. Ellen Page was almost cast as Cat. Then she was too big at the time, I'm assuming. Probably. 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 I mean, it, it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. Sure. Alongside movies like The Informant and The Invention of Lying and Mr. Nobody and The Road, Up in the Air. Real movies. Whip It, Youth and Revolt, Jennifer's Body. Okay, it probably belonged with that one. Uh, probably. <laughs> Trying like, to catch that Diablo Cody fire. Yeah, the Men Who Stare at Goats, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Like, these are movies. Yeah. And then Defendor this, shows up this like, make sense. hey, hey, it's Woody Harrelson here, and I'm going to be... Uh, a special needs superhero. Who's your movie starring? It's the guy who they couldn't bother changing his name on Cheers. They just called him Woody. <laughs> That's not Woody's fault. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's Larry. He just has Larry a great name. And he's terrific. So, <laughs> Do you know what other people thought of this thing? I would love to know what other people thought of this thing, because well, I have no idea. There's not a lot of reviews for it. I figured as Rotten much. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100, go. Uh, 71. Nailed it. I accidentally saw it this week, so. Oops. Yeah. Only had 21 reviews. Oh, wow. Uh, at the time the Wikipedia article was written, it had 18 reviews. Oh, wow. And it had 68%. So mm. it has gone up. Good for it. Also has 14,000 audience score uh, reviews for 58%. That's more than I thought would have seen this movie. Ebert didn't waste his time. I figured as much. So let me give you a few of these off of Rotten Tomatoes. The Hollywood Reporter says, Saving the Day is Harrelson's low-key, rooted performance, adding an unexpected layer of poignancy when things take a decidedly darker turn. I don't know if low-key is the right word. Why not? Because there are a lot of times he wasn't very low-key. Like the whole movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a lot of times. <laughs> LA Weekly says, likable, but hardly memorable. That's fair. Because I will I... most likely forget damn near everything about this movie when it's I'm not going to say I like the movie. 
I like Woody Harrelson's character. I like he's a likable yeah, guy. I like the premise a ton. The premise is great. A ton. It's weird to think that this is our 40th movie we've done. Yeah. And this is probably going to be the least memorable movie we've done. Yeah, probably. I really, really believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Nicholson, i.e. Weekly. She has a terrific podcast Paul Shear called Unschooled. She saw this thing. Okay. So she's going to be my big one for this, if you will. Sure. Only got a quick quip from that also. The, the Ebert replacement. It has been a few times already. Yeah. She has been. She says, the conviction in Harrelson's performance sells the movie. He and his character are both unsung heroes who give their roles everything they've got. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. On the <laughs> Why don't we give this thing a super stuff score? Sure. Setting. Canada? I guess. They it's could say a, it's Hamilton. They, I don't even the think they the did. I don't think they've ever mentioned it once. It's on the police arm. That's it. Oh, okay. So, so Big Fat Zero? I think it's Big Fat Zero. <laughs> Style and tone. Whoa. 0.25? 0.25? Uh, I think the costume is very homemade. And I appreciate it. Style. That. Yeah. It doesn't have a whole lot of it. No. Tone, it's all over the place. Tone, yeah. It's a mess. It is all over the place. 0.25, I think, is appropriate. I think it gives it something. Yeah. If I'm really stretching sure. for anything. Hero. Oh, boy. Here's the thing. I like the guy. He is heroic. Yeah. He's very brave. He does end up kind of saving the day. He leads the cops to where they got to exactly. go. Exactly. And that's a lot of the issue in a lot of these movies is got to work with the cops. Got to work with the cops. Right. And he's actively trying to work with the cops. It's not like the other superhero movies where like the police are just not even there. Right. He's going to the cops saying, hey, this is it. Right. Like, He got pizza. This. He got Chinese food. Also, hookers. Hookers. Is he really heroic? Or is he just obeying the law? Is not heroic really all that much? What's a hero? <laughs> we didn't even address that. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, man. That's tough because, I mean, I feel like he is very heroic. Yeah. I just. But he's not very good. Yeah. 0.75? I was thinking of that at 0.5. I'll go 0.75. Yeah. Because just, he's trying. Because I really like him. Yeah, that's fine. He's just a likable dude. That's what Sandro says. I don't know why. You got something about you. You got yeah. some chutzpah, son. Villains. She doesn't say that. She, she doesn't does say that. <laughs> no. Villains is zero. Villains is zero. This is the guy who likes his hookers. It's just- <laughs> It's a it's a worse kingpin. He's a, who is, a worse it's like a, kingpin. It's like a- Captain yeah. Industry, but he's not. The whole time, there is no Captain There's Industry. There's absolutely no- is It's just one bad dude who- It's like in Super Troopers, when you find out like the twist at the end of that- and you're like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. I really don't yeah, care. Yeah, sure. You're just a person. You're not really right. Nothing. You're nothing. Yeah, great. Female characters. No, we're going down. We got Sandra. Though. We're going down as Sandra as Kat O. Dennings is in this movie. <laughs> Sandra O. Oh was pretty good for the two minutes she was in this movie. Cat Dennings is an anchor. Oh, she geez. doesn't let this thing move. She's awful. Isn't I want to go negative, and I'm usually I don't know if we very should... open about these things for negative? female characters. I fight. I can't. Negative? I'll go zero then if you don't want to go okay. negative. I think, I think Sandra they, O I think they're all brings terrible. it up to a zero. It's bad. Yeah. It is bad. I usually really fight hard for female characters. Yeah. And I'm the one shitting on it. That says something. Story and motivation. Story is a point two five. The motivation's probably a point seven five. So wanna call it a point five? We'll call it a point five. I like that. Music. It's terrible. It's uh, it's it is not real, good. real bad. It sounds like a high schooler who just learned what rock band was wrote this thing. Yeah, had a keyboard in front of him and said, "Oh, I need a trombone now." So, Bam. John Rowley, you get a zero. Sorry, bud. 
It's really, really bad. It is noticeable. I had to Google who did the the, the score, and it's funny because like it was like other people looked for Hans Zimmer, and I said, hmm, doubt it. I think that's that's Peter Stebbing saying, who can I put here? Yeah. Who can I say? Other people Googled Hans Zimmer. I'm like, yeah, maybe because they were Googling the word composer. <laughs> maybe. What do you and for Peter Stebbings, he put, other people are looking for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Impact on the genre. I think Peter Stebbings is a fucking tool, and I have nothing to back that up on. <laughs> you know what? If it sells podcasts. It's just from that what? one stupid thing he said in Wikipedia of, oh, every, every one, uh, agent and their clients wanted this movie. Just the studios didn't. Uh, well, I'm I, a I writer. I'm edgy. I find it weird that I couldn't find any of the worldwide gross information because Sony did release it internationally. Sure. And I'm sure it's making, I mean, it got six bucks out of us on Amazon. Yeah. So that's true. Good on you, movie. So. We are a significant part of the gross now. That's officially. funny. We actually, we actually are a we big are part a of it. We are a percentage. Wow. For sure. Uh, you want to go negative on impact on the genre? Uh, I think we sort of have to. Yeah. Negative what? It's really nothing. It's, it is It's nothing. so much nothing. To the point that we had never heard of this thing right. until a week ago. Right. The only time I've ever seen this movie mentioned is on lists of movies you've never heard of. I'll go negative one. Oh, boy. You really <laughs> want to drop that bomb. I don't know. Maybe. I'll go negative 0.5. Okay. Just to save a little bit of face. That's fair. For no reason. For no reason at all. Parents. He's got a dead mom. He's got a dead mom? Who we hear is dead. And he doesn't even have a dad, according to himself. But Kat says, hey, Everybody everyone's got a, a dad. dad. dipshit. So let's go. It's a guaranteed 0.5. Guaranteed 0.5. But do you want to go higher and just assume dead dad? I'm going to assume, at the very least, dead beat dad. So 0.75. Fine. Fine. We're really just digging for points for this thing. Yeah. Uh, That's fine. One-liners. I kind of want to go like 0. .5, 0.75 with it. I'm, I cannot go to one. I'm feeling that, actually. Yeah. Because there are some things in this movie that made me laugh. It was mostly there the beginning when it reasons. was a comedy for yeah. those few minutes. Exactly. I was like, I was like the, some of the things he said make me think it was a comedy, but I'm still not sure. I'll go 0. .5. I think 0. .5. Because I think that turn, it's, it's a bad turn. Totally fair. This movie is not going to score high. It's we know not. that. It is a disaster of a movie. It might be higher than you think, though. Really? 2.25. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Where's that landing? That's low. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right around Star Kid level. Star Kid's a better movie. Star Kid got a 1.5. It's a better movie. I'd rather watch Star Kid. Zoom got a 0.25. I'd still rather watch Star Kid. <laughs> and of course, Incredible Hulk got a zero. Yeah, but StarKid also has the benefit of being on YouTube, and I didn't have to pay for it. That's true. So. That's true. Can we give, can we like... give StarKid like an extra .25 just for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> just because I didn't have to pay for it? Uh, that we depends. That. We can't do that. Can That's you remember it. any one-liners? Because I'll bump it up to 1.25 for one-liners right if second, you can remember something. It's like eating a robot turd. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm not actually going to bump it up. No, I don't think you can. I don't think we can give it a 1.25. No, I think we have to actually, we probably should take more points away because that teacher definitely fucked a student at some point. Oh, for sure. For sure. The Mongrels on Amazon.com. Oh, all of those people. This movie has only been reviewed 139 times. Not surprising. Only 4% are one star. Only 4%. Legitimately, all of them say it's a terrible movie. They thought it was a comedy. And and they cried instead of laughed. Yeah, well, a lot of people just turned it off. 
because it just there's nothing interesting. And it's like I, I get it. The movie does play a trick on you with the genre. I get it. Yeah. I want to pull a little switcheroo here and go. How did this get made? Because they do Amazon five star reviews. Oh. I do want to read one five star review. Okay. This one says, "If I could, I'd give it six stars." Wow. This film is not for kids. No. That said, this is one of the most underrated and underappreciated movies of all time. Wow, that's high I rate. cannot stress enough how excellent the acting, writing, directing, and producing of this movie are. The fact that Defendor didn't get a nomination for every single film award out there shows just how worthless most awards are. You hearing that snark coming out a little bit right now? Written by Peter Stebbings. Uh, probably. It's written by <laughs> Jimmy P. <laughs> huh. So even the five stars aren't even yeah. like leaning in too hard. So then again, it did exactly what this movie did. You're right. <laughs> so I think to make up for the lack of everything in this movie, sure. the fact that there's just nothing out there, let's do a little Cape Podcasters rewind. Ooh, I like to it. To a movie that we already talked about today. Here's some one star reviews for Kick Ass. Oh boy, here we go. From November 7th, 2018. A foul mouthed little girl killing people is funny? Once I saw what the movie was really about, I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I expected. Sum that one up. Yeah. <laughs> From July 30th, 2019. Title, Gross. Review, We get it. You beat off. <laughs> they do make several references to that. In the we movie. have watched, we watch him beat off twice. Yeah, we get it. He beats off. Oh, it was only twice for you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I rewound it. Oh, no, I'm no. kidding. I see what you did there. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, From July 21st, 2019. This is not long ago. Fresh. Another movie from Hollywood. Sure. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> An 11-year-old girl beats up fully grown men. I hope you have a wild imagination. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Just no one can suspend their disbelief for a hot second. Nope. That's all it is. Nope. That was the most unbelievable part of this movie. That, yep. I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get. That's Whoa. actually a lot of people that could not get over that hurdle. Just the little girl being a badass. From September eighth, twenty fifteen. It was stupid, but being stupid was probably the intent. Language is horrible. Watching a young superhero use foul language and murder bad guys is disheartening. This is someone who's never seen Deadpool. Yeah. Also, like, I'm pretty sure Iron Man 3, Tony Stark kills a lot of bad guys at the end of that movie. Yeah, with a gun, too. Uh, he is watching their, their eyes go dark. And then it turns out he has the cure the whole time? Yeah, it's pretty fucked, right? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about disheartening. Yeah. Also, best Iron Man movie. Yep, sure is. <laughs> From July 19, 2015. Title, One Star. Oh, thank you. I couldn't read the stars. It was pretty rude and strange. Okay. That was that's it. Pretty rude and strange. That's it. Call it how you see it. Yeah. R- rude and strange. Rude and strange. They should put that on the cover of the DVD. That's it. Rude and strange. One star. You got it. From May 20th, 2013. Meh. <laughs> I thought it would be funny, but it wasn't. The whole movie had a pacing problem, and the writing was okay. The action was really harsh and violent. Not good violent like Kill Bill. Bad violent. Like, don't watch this. <laughs> Not good violent like Kill Bill. But bad violent. Yeah. So realistic violent. But not good violent. But not good violent. Like Kill like, Bill. Like bad violent. But like bad violent. Right. No, I get it. 
I'm glad. Not good violent. Not good violent. It's like violent, kill. but not the good not kind. Not the good type. Yeah. You get it. Good. Yeah. All right. Just making sure to check that out. From December 11th, 2013, almost every sentence had F word, which is totally unnecessary and juvenile. I usually send DVDs to troops, but this one's being thrown away. Oh, because you know who would hate the F word? <laughs> is the troops. The troops. <laughs> the troops never swear. It's true. No, it's. I've seen Jarhead. It's totally clean. <laughs> totally clean movie. Through and through. <laughs> No yeah. one said anything bad in that. No, no, I don't. I don't recall all those army movies from back in the day, like Apocalypse Now. Notoriously clean. Yeah, nobody. Who knew? That's why they're all PG, Dave. You're right. Deer Hunter, especially when they play Russian roulette. Yep. No, nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing at all. From February third, twenty fifteen, none worked, and that's the discs. Only one that were in the case. Real bad. <laughs> although they refunded me quick. Enough said. That's more than enough said. There's they refunded you quick. That's a rarity. Apparently. Why? Why would you give it a one star if they get the refund and refunded it quick? Enough said. One star. Too fast on the refund. Here's a story. How about this one? Oh, this is okay. a rare story. I'm in. From August twentieth, twenty thirteen. I couldn't see it. I was in an emergency that day, and I couldn't even start the movie. Sorry. The next time, I'm going to take some time to finish. There was more plot to that than there was Defendor. Yep. In that small <laughs> Amazon review. Why do you take the time to write a one-star review instead of just, you know, watching right, yeah. it? Yeah. Just watch it. Just take the time. Watch it. That's weird. Hope you're doing well with the emergency, but hopefully, watch it. It's like, oh, I have an emergency. Hold on. Let me leave this one-star review, <laughs> and then we'll get on with my day. It's kind of like me with Thor Ragnarok. Still haven't seen it. I want to write an Amazon one-star review going, just haven't had the time. That's one star. A travesty. I know. March 19th, 2013, should allow for iPad. It's a good movie, but I wish they allowed iPads to watch. I really wanted to watch it, but I guess I can't. That's a roller coaster. I feel like you could definitely watch it on an iPad. You can watch it on literally anything else in the entire world. But they also said, it's a good movie. Couldn't watch it. Wish I could watch it. iPads suck. One star. Roller coaster. Wow. That had everything. Yeah. More than Defendor. <laughs> Let me give you one more. Okay. From April 24th, 2010. It's called Obscene and Depraved. Buckle up. All right. Here we go. Hit Girl was the best part of this movie. I love watching little girls swear. I love watching little girls kill. I love watching men beat up little girls. What is happening? And most of all, I love watching little girls holding big guns. It makes me feel like such a big daddy. <laughs> What's wrong with all of you adults who love this movie? And what does it say about American culture? If the most vulgar and brutal superhero ever to grace the big screen is an 11-year-old girl, kick-ass is just about as, that's not a sentence. He just stopped halfway through huh. with a question mark. Kick-ass is about as original and fresh as a beauty pageant with little girls made to parade around like sexy adults, such as the six-year-old John Benet Ramsey, who was, by the way, a victim of real violence. Update. Update. Kick-ass and hit-girl action figure dolls will be available in time for Christmas. Me? I'm hoping they'll come out with a hit-girl doll that swears when you punch, kick, and bite her. Can a doll be R-rated? Smiley face? What is happening there? I don't know. I feel dirty just for I having heard it. I want to go shower, because yeah. that is gross. I don't like anything that just happened there. Nope. Also, 26 people have found it helpful. <laughs> 
Also, 27 people have found it helpful. There are 50 plus comments attached to it. Oh, I bet. I have never, ever seen that. He actually had to reply to his own thing by saying, the exchange isn't meant to be sexual, but antagonistic and still exemplifies who she was in the first film. He doubled the fuck down. Wow. By saying, I don't want to fuck her. I just like watching her punch and bite. Yeah, 11 year olds. Ooh. What's that say about us for liking Hit Girl in that movie? Because that's weird. He that's, makes it weird. It's really weird. I don't like it. No. Oh, no. I feel gross. Yeah. Uh, abort. Let's abort at this episode. Yep. Defendor. Yep, yep. Yep. Defendor. We did it. Wait. Good job. What are we talking about next week? Next Can week. Can we talk about a real movie next week? Let's let's talk about a real movie next week. Well, in the sense that it, it was filmed. Oh, no. Next week, we're talking about Man of Steel. Ooh. Yeah. Soups is back, baby. We're uh, we're starting off that DCEU that we've already done two or three movies of. I hear it is divisive. That is an astute observation. I also got told I'm probably going to like it. You might. That says something. You might. About me, maybe. Divisive movie? You'll probably like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're probably going to like it. I'll find something. I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm curious. You've seen it, right? I have seen it. Okay. I don't remember it. Hey, that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. I don't remember liking it either. Oh, no. So. Well, we'll see what happens. You're an well, adult now. Yeah. Came out six years ago. No, I know what I said. Okay. <laughs> you were a child of superhero film then. Now oh. You are, now you are christened by 40 movies, some of them absolute garbage. And some of them charmingly acted by Woody Harrelson. Correct. <laughs> Defender. If you like what you hear, give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those other podcast platforms especially the iTunes. That one really helps us out. Like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. And send us an email at capepodcasters at gmail.com. September, we're doing Choose Your Own UB month or whatever. Choose Your Own Adventure type thing. Whatever we put out the list. It. That we list put the is list out. up. It's on Facebook. You can peruse through that. Pick out a movie. Tell, tell us what you want to see. We already have some votes for Suburban Commando due to the Ginger Skull himself. Of course. We also have Jonah Hex. Courtesy of Kyle from the Experience Grind podcast. That's out there. Yep. Stephen Baker requested the specials. Sure did. Ginger Skull threw in three other votes because why did the he hell really? not? Yeah, he That's wants- very, very Ginger Skull. Movie. The Rocketeer, Sharkboy, Lava Girl, and Barbed Wire. I'm very on board with Rocketeer. I will not hide that. Oh, I know you are. John wants to see Darkman. He's very excited about that. Cool. My sister wants to see The Ooze, which I'm not even familiar She's with. talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? She must. Secret of the Ooze? She must. Unless there's another movie on the list called The Ooze that I'm not aware of, which oh is very possible. Oh, boy. Uh, it's just Kevin wants to see Punisher, obviously. Obviously, because yawn. <laughs> Micah from Digital Cartridge wants either Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So that could be too unofficial for Dig- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. It could be. We'll have, to, we'll have to check in with my sister and see what she really wants. Follow up. And Insert Coin Try Again podcast says, Blank Man or Get the Fuck Out. Well, all right. So there's there's our votes so far. Wow. Yeah. Those are all over the place. They are all That's over the place. That's what's going to happen and when I'm you put out 92, a list of 92 movies. Yeah. They're going to be all over the place. Yeah. You're, you're bound to get some different answers. But so far, it sounds like in the lead is Turtles 2. Maybe. Possibly. Likely. But until then, we'll see you next week for Man of Steel. Same pod time. Same pod channel.
So, Brian, that's Defendor. <laughs> what do you think happens post-credits? I think we cut back to the warehouse that, sure. that, that he lives in. Arthur lives in, and uh, we see the door open up, and somebody walks in. It's very darkly lit. You can't tell what's happening, but you hear a voice coming from the corner. Mr. Poppington. <laughs> so you say bullets can't hurt you. I want to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. <laughs> you could have got a couple different ways with that, like Matrix, too. Could yeah. Have been there too. Yeah. Mr. Poppington. Mr. Poppington. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? Totally different movie. With, with He's not oh, that. Big time. Oh, man. What I think happens, you get a young, young Woody Harrelson living in Canada. Uh-huh. He's at the ice rink. Young Arthur Poppington. Sure. Playing hockey with his buds. And his coach calls him over. He's like, we got a new strategy, new strategy. All right, Harry over here. He goes, it's not my name. My name's my name's Arthur. And he goes, all right, either way, you're going to play Defender. He goes, it's Defendor. And he says, I, Harry, I don't care. He says, that's that's not my name. My name's Arthur. He's like, Ar- Harry, just Arthur. And then Arthur throws a fit, skates off, never play hockey again. He says, I'm moving to Boston. And his coach goes, why are you moving to Boston? He says, because I want to go where everybody knows your name. 